welcome to Stress to the Nines from First Presbyterian Church. We're so glad to have you on this podcast where we explore themes of faith, scripture, and the work God is doing in our lives and the person God calls us to be. Join us. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Stress to the Nines. It's Monday, November the 8th, and we are going to spend a little bit of time over the next two weeks, I think, in the book of Ecclesiastes. We'll at least be here through this week. Our sermon series at First Presbyterian Church running up to Thanksgiving and Advent is Ecclesiastes, but there's only going to be three passages from what is a very rich and lovely book. So I thought, why don't we spend a little bit more time with it uh, here in our morning gatherings, uh, hear some of the other writings from it. This will be a little different than what you would get in the sermon because, of course, this is going to be more devotional in nature I'll do a little more exegesis when I preach, and certainly Tasha will as well when she preaches. Ecclesiastes is a fascinating book. Uh, It is a book very much about the human condition, about navigating the realities of life in the midst of a life of faith. Uh, He's a deep thinker. It's very philosophical in its tone, um, which makes it difficult to read sometimes, but infinitely fascinating if you give it a little patience. So we're going to pop in to chapter 3, and we're going to go right past one of the more famous passages in Ecclesiastes, uh, because I assume you know that one. Uh, That's the, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, etc., etc. We're going to pick up right after uh, this reflection on time, but we will still be talking about time as verse 9 begins. So listen carefully. I'll read kind of slowly. Uh, to see if we can help you get through this. Um, So these are going to be verses 9 through 15 of chapter 3 of Ecclesiastes. What gain have the workers from their toil? I have seen the business that God has given to everyone to be busy with. He has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future into their minds. Yet they cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Moreover, it is God's gift that all should eat and drink and take pleasure in their toil. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done this so that all should stand in awe before him. That which is already has been. That which is to be already is, and God seeks out what has gone by. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So what we have here is a fairly interesting contrast between the human experience of time and God's experience of time. What Ecclesiastes wants us to understand is that our perception and experience of time is vastly different than God's, and understanding that is a part of our faith. I have always been infinitely fascinated by time. It really is a curiosity to me, the ways in which we experience it and the ways in which it works. Uh, I'm fascinated by the physics of it, by things like the theory of relativity. I'm fascinated by the way our memories work uh, and the fallibility of human memories, the ways in which our brain amplifies certain experiences but all but wipes out other experiences. Our experience of time, of past, present, and future is quite different than God's experience standing outside of time. This is why 
the writer of Ecclesiastes uses this line at the end, which seems confusing to us. That which is already has been, that which is to be already is, and God seeks out what has gone by. This is talking about God's time, this kind of permanent existence that God has outside of our span of experience. And in verse 14, he says, I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. This is the idea of permanence that we don't experience as fallen, finite creatures. Like the work of Jesus Christ always was, always is, and always shall be. The promises of Christ always were, always are, and always shall be. The presence of God in this world always was, always is, and always shall be. Trying to understand the way in which God stands outside, looks in at our experience of time, and maintains a permanence in the midst of a transitory human experience is part of our faith. We don't understand God to be simply reacting to human events as they happen. We don't understand God's God's promises to be conditional or to have an expiration date or a statute of limitations. God's work, God's promises, God's truth transcend our experience of past, present, and future. Those categories don't exist for the God we worship. It's a big idea, but really important to trying to understand who it is we are dealing with. Let's pray. Holy God, we thank you for being present with us always, for shaping us and guiding us. We thank you for the work which you give us, the fact that you you call it good, and give us opportunities to go about our days with purpose and meaning through what we do. Help to shape us as we move through our lives and form us. Let your promises be ever-present in our minds and guide our actions, our hopes, our dreams, comfort our fears, our struggles, and anxieties. We thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Okay, gang, that concludes our Stress to the Nines for this morning. Tasha will be back tonight, and I will see you tomorrow. Until then, peace. Thanks for listening to Stress to the Nines. Be sure to like and review this podcast wherever you have found it. And for more content from First Presbyterian Church, check out the One Pres Pod. Until next time, peace.